0: From our A-League to the English Premier League. From the Manu Reds. To a Brazilian name Fred. From the Socceroos. To the latest round ball news. From Harry Kuehl's Tattoo. To Cantona's Kung Fu. Want to hear the best world football show on the planet? Well, stand in queue. For Hyundai A-League. Fan main. Get behind your local club. Ah. Muchas gracias, for Diego's.
1: Welcome, amigos. This is the Four Diego's across Australia. My name's Carlos Alberto Diego. With me today is Rodrigo Rodriguez, Pablo Cruz and Warren Diego. We're four blokes who love our world footy and we want to tell you about it. So, Rodrigo, what have we got on the show for listeners tonight?
0: Well, Carlos, tonight we share a special soft sombrero moment with our latest socceroo and star of Asia, Sasha Ognonowski. Warren talks about the EPL's most improved teams in his UK footy wrap and Pablo points the finger at Melbourne in his A-League update.
2: That's right. Rodrigo will give us an update on the World Cup vote scandal and there's the latest hot topics from the world of football. We dissect the Socceroos and Egypt clash during the week. We question the value
3: of
1: international friendlies and much, much more. So all you sensitive hooligans out there, hang with your sombreros. Coming up, the World Cup bid report cards are out. Rodrigo will tell us all about it, so stay tuned. Across Australia, this is the Fort Diego's. Triple M. You're with uh, Carlos, Rodrigo, Pablo and Warren on the Four Diego's across Australia. You can join us right here every Sunday night for your dose of world footy Diego style. Coming up, Warren talks about the big improvers in the EPL. But first, Rodrigo, what's the latest with our World Cup bid? Well, the latest, Carlos,
0: is that decision day is on December the 3rd and that's 12 days to go. I'm extremely nervous and I'm a bit nervous because Sepp Blatter is talking us up in the press and he's done a press conference. The FIFA Evaluation Group has basically said that we're a low-risk solid bid. Everything, we just check the boxes when transport, safety and communications, stadia, government support, everything in Asia. We're going to get the World
3: Cup, boys. Absolutely, we're going to get the World Cup. But it's interesting, Henry from Adelaide, he's a little bit nervous too, and he's a bit worried about the solidness of Australia's
1: bid. Of course, he sent us an email he on did. diegos uh, actually at diegos at 4diegos.com.
3: And he said, I saw the FIFA World Cup bid technical report during the week. Am I wrong by reading it is like... We got the coaches' Award for punctuality and effort. (laughs) We were solid, he said. Australia's bid is technically sound. A positive, glowing endorsement. He's a bit worried about all this consideration of all these European countries and how it's centred in there. And we should be looking at the emerging powers in Asia as the ones that should be really determining our bid. But I I agree with him. I'd like to be a little bit more risky, you know, have a little bit more risk in our
1: bid. Like Qatar, you mean? (laughs) Qatar, basically. Qatar. Where players will die on the field if they play. The fans in the stadiums will melt away because it's so hot in the middle of the day. Well, the average temperature
0: in July is 40.5 degrees or something. I'm looking forward to, you know, Fujitsu getting Mark Taylor to come out and, uh, (laughs) you know, with with an advertising campaign. Qatar's favourite air, you know, (laughs) just to sell to FIFA that we're going to have air-conditioned stadiums.
2: I just don't, I just can't stand the suspense any longer. I'm totally confused and baffled by the whole process. We've got. People lining up saying, I'll cast my vote in a certain way in the first round of bidding, but perhaps not in the second round of bidding. If you'll back us in 2022, I'm a bit nervous, to say the least.
0: Well, so my I. I think the US is our biggest threat. You know, they're checking off um, the same things that we're checking off. The only issue with them is that uh, Barack Obama, who's very busy, hasn't completely signed off the World Cup, Carlos.
1: Well, he doesn't know it's on. He doesn't even know there's a World Cup with a round ball in it. But uh, he'll soon certainly find out very, very quickly. And uh, he'll look. They'll sign off what they need. Americans. Look, ultimately, it'll be the the big country with a lot of money and a lot of revenue to FIFA compared to the new frontier, which is Australia and uh, Asia. It's the Asia-Pacific proposal they're calling ours. And uh, it's certainly, uh, if they get it over here, we'll certainly nail it. 12 years of just wall-to-wall world 40... And 40 Agos, by the way... all through the media, and, jeez, I'm looking forward to that. Because I personally love this bid process. I don't know about everyone else. I think we should
3: be having a permanent bid process that goes every year until the end of the century. Like, let's just
1: line them up and pick the countries out from there. The big houses all around the world will be just, uh, the, you know, our FIFA execs will be jailed every week, if that's the case. But thanks very much, uh, Rodrigo, for that wrap of the World Cup bid where we are. We're only two weeks away. And, of course, the Diego's will bring it to you. Not live. We won't be live (laughs) when we're bringing it to you, but we'll know in a couple of weeks' time. Coming up, uh, playing out of their skins in the EPL, Warren will talk about who they are here on the 4 Diego's. So stick around across Australia. If you want to get in touch with the Diego's, drop us a line at diegos at dot That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S dot com. Coming up, it's a special soft sombrero moment with Australia's newest Socceroo, Sasha Ogonoski. But first, let's talk EPL football. Warren, who are the improvers in the EPL this season? Well, Carlos, unlike yourself, when it comes to life and football, I'm passionate about
3: everything. Yeah. Whereas you, you're statistically analytical. You take the emotion out of everything. But I'm excited about the Premier League season and how even it is. But just for a little second, I'm going to talk Are statistics. you going to get to
1: the point here? Because you've had a crack at me and I need to have some sort of rebuttal here.
3: Well, I mean, it's just a fantastically even season. It was seen overnight in terms of Bolton and their performance and also the fantastic effort of Tottenham. No doubt this season is the best season of Premier League football, certainly in the last...
2: Ten years at least. It's such a huge turn-up from the usual situation we get at this time of year where it's been dominated by Chelsea, Man United and Arsenal. (laughs) It seems, Pablo, that you've actually
3: been caught by, by Carlos's cynical approach to everything.
0: You've had a crack at Carlos, Warren. I'm always the mediator between you two. Who is... The most improved team in the
1: EPL. Well, I feel like we're almost in a bit of a time. warp. If Liverpool at all gets mentioned here, I'm (laughs) going to jump over there and just grab that mic and wrap it around your neck.
3: It feels like we're almost (laughs) in a time warp, as I was saying before. It's the team with the two big old-fashioned centre forwards that is clearly the most improved team in the competition, and that's the unfashionable Bolton. The Michaels, also known as the
1: Michaels, by the way, also known
3: (laughs) as the Michaels.
1: Exactly Exactly, right. And they've got the Swedish. Previously, he's been playing at the club for uh, for like Three or four years, waiting for him to score a goal. We're talking about Johan Almander. Couldn't score in the discos for a long time, Carlos.
3: And he's just Scoring been going, for fun now. Scoring for fun. He had a baby during the week. Everything's fine. Him and Kevin Davis both nab doubles in a 5-1 performance against the Jekyll and Hyde Newcastle United and their manager... He's just the new man on the field. He's doing a fantastic job, and that's Owen Coyle. He's just doing a fantastic job. They'll
1: link him to Manchester United soon. Or Liverpool, Carlos. They'll link him to the big club soon.
2: I do love a manager who turns up to to coach the side in his shorts. (laughs) (laughs) He's just one of the boys, isn't he? He is.
3: Any manager that looks like he's the next substitute. That's the way to go in the most recent times.
0: I just can't believe Warren used the word disco. For for a guy that's got a mow, you know, and wearing those flares, the guy still goes to discos.
1: Talk about a manager who could bring himself on any time. Avram Krant, of course, for West Ham. You're talking about the most improved sides. Well, West Ham are on the bottom, and they're my side. I'll openly uh, admit that to the world. Uh, I believe, uh, even though they're last in the ladder, they've they've actually improved in many ways here. Last year, they were financial-based. Basket case this year. They're actually quite a you know financially well off basket case. They're so, a footballing uh, basket case. Exactly right. They're so, going uh, down
3: this year.
0: Carlos, are, and I think and, with and,
1: Wolves
3: and, they, and Wigan will be the other like two teams.
1: Liverpool. They deserve to spend a little bit of time in the lower leagues and the pub leagues to get their act in order. Warren and uh, you've just got to accept that that Liverpool need after all these years in the, in the Premier League not winning anything. They need to go down a little bit and spend a bit of time with with the poor folk for a little while.
3: Yeah, absolutely true, Carlos. And I think that'll be your best wish to see that we've come true. But just one thing before we finish up. um, Arsene Wenger was distraught overnight after (laughs) Arsenal lost from being 2-0 up. Cesc Fabregas's handball, an absolute disgrace. But he's actually blaming the mentality. Now, I would say, Arsene, if you've been there for 27 years... And the mentality of the players hasn't improved. And they're mentally weak. I think you've probably got to look at
1: yourself. They're worried. For a bloke who hasn't got any stats uh, like I have, of course, Tottenham haven't uh, haven't been all that successful away from home at Arsenal over the years. No, no, 17 years since they won.
3: Now there's six kilometres apart those games, the, the two teams, carlson Just wondering whether the Tottenham players got it got their bags and walked to the ground in an old-fashioned way. I'm
0: just spewing I fell asleep at half-time at that game when Tottenham just scored three after half-time to win 3-2, which was amazing. You and were the,
2: the only one that went to sleep at half-time, Rodrigo. Yes, <laughs> uh, of course, uh,
1: Eunice Kabul, a uh, big man up front, uh, backheader won one for Tottenham, uh, fantastic performance there. Thanks, Warren. Not for anything other than the fact that you're on the show and I've got to thank you anyway. Coming up, Pablo tells us why Raphael Vandervaart loves Harry Redknapp, who, by the way, if you get onto the 40 Agos uh, website, 40agos.com, looks exactly like Warren Diego. <laughs> (laughs) He does, he does. Stay tuned. Across Australia, this is The Four Diego's. Ole!
2: Triple M. Pablo, Raphael Vandervaert loves White Hart Lane. He does love White Hart Lane and more than that, uh, Carlos, he loves Harry Redknapp because um, I don't know what kind of a schoolboy Raphael was, but he doesn't like to concentrate and he doesn't like those one and a half hour lectures that Jose Mourinho used to bore the team with <laughs> at Real Madrid. I think they were only crossed over there for about two weeks there, but he said, uh, Harry Redknapp, there's no structure, there's no team tactics, yep. he loves it, he just. just lets the players play, he said there's a whiteboard in the dressing room.
1: Yep. And Harry never uses it. Yeah, it's a little bit like Warren's UK scene, actually. <laughs> it's just all over the shop. Uh, and th- look, with the twitch, I suppose he wouldn't be able to deliver much anyway. I can just see
0: a long line of Newcastle footballers wanting to go to White Hart Lane <laughs> after hearing that.
2: Yes, and uh, it's given the England uh, the England selectors uh, something to think about, too, because with that kind of credential, Harry Redknapp is the perfect <laughs> coach for the <laughs> yeah, national yeah, side. That's right. Fantastic. Uh, next up, it's more of Pablo. He takes a good hard
1: look at Melbourne heart and Melbourne victory in his A-League update. This is the Fort Diegos across Australia. And you can join us right here every week for your Dose of World footy Diego style. Coming up, it's a special soft sombrero moment with Sash Oganowski, but first,
2: it's Pablo Cruz's A-League update. Yes, thank you very much, Carlos. Now, it's about Packed, uh, schedule just lately in the a league so i 'd like you all to cast your minds way back to Wednesday night when Newcastle uh, Jets played brisbane Raw for a one all draw at energy australia stadium a crowd of seven thousand eight hundred and twenty nine people witnessed ben kantarowski 's first goal in the a league it wasn 't no own goal this time either no no, so he was, he was uh, <laughs> even more excited about that. Thursday night uh, brought us to Amy Stadium in Melbourne, where a crowd of 9,674 people witnessed a good game between Victory and Central Coast. Uh, two, uh, two goals each at the end of that. Uh, Roddy Vargas scored for the home side, and um, Hernandez scored a, a cracking free kick before. Uh, before a bit of heartbreak at the end, where Grant Brebner scored an own goal. Pulsating but meaningless in the end, the result, (laughs) really.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of a kissing your sister for Melbourne victory there. A must win, according to uh, Ernie Merrick. Well, that means their season's over, does it? (laughs) Just about. Was it a six-pointer then? It could have been a (laughs) nine-pointer, depending on uh, who you talk to at Melbourne victory. That's a...
2: Low crowd, 9,674. Friday night brought us uh, to Amy Stadium again where uh, the other Melbourne team, uh, Hart, played Adelaide in front of a uh, slightly smaller crowd, 6,538 people there. Pretty disappointing for Hart. Uh, Robbie Cornthwaite got on the end of a a free kick early in the game and they really struggled after that. Flores put the icing on the cake late in the game.
0: Too professional, Adelaide. They shut them down. Uh, on uh, Friday night.
2: They are completely confused at the end of the game because they'd come to Melbourne and they'd had a win. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What do we do
1: now, boys? Yeah, Flores, best player in the A-League at the moment. Ooh, yeah. My yeah, call. Yeah. My call.
2: Hot. Look, uh, yesterday, uh, Newcastle Jets again played Wellington Phoenix at Energy Australia and uh, they got the chocolates there. 1-0 victory for them. And uh, Brisbane Roar played uh, North Queensland Fury at Suncorp for a one all there. And Ivan Frantic has scored again in front of 10,000 people. The crowd's back at
3: Newcastle. And the other thing about that game the uh, Queensland derby, I don't know what they call it because they're so far apart they could be in another state mm. but uh, the possession stats in that game were 69% to Queensland, 31% to North Queensland, they had to actually get themselves reacquainted with the football <laughs> they saw so little of it in the second half
1: A bit of route one in the in Fury Camp there, uh, heartbreaking for the boys they could have got a very valuable three points Let's get to the Melbourne teams uh, Pablo, are you going to point the finger at Melbourne Victory and Melbourne Heart with the way they're going? Well at
2: the Melbourne Victory basically, well their coach Ernie Merrick has given up top two spots there, we, we we did discuss the importance of that game that's during the That's mind week. games, Pablo. That's
1: mind games. There's 14 games to go. I've done my mathematics. 42 points. Uh, that's 28 strikers for Kevin Musket to maim. 28 <laughs> rock star entrances for Archie Thompson. Once
2: again, your uh, your <laughs> love of statistics has clouded your view of things. You don't play mind games by telling your players that they can't make the top two. They're not good, what, good enough, Very, Carlos. very quickly, Melbourne Heart. They've lost a bit of momentum. They were collecting points on a regular basis. Here. They had a run of six games, but... Uh, Really, um, they were a bit unlucky there. They whistle on that first goal, seem to confuse the defence, throw them into disarray, and uh, they're calling uh, their giant striker, come midfielder, come playmaker, Sabon, the poor man's Mark Baduka. And I suggest... (laughs) But that poor man is completely impoverished and has lost everything he owned <laughs> in the world. Actually, <laughs> he's because, a, as uh, nice as he is to watch at times, he's no Mark Aduca.
1: Fantastic. It's fatigue, according to Hart. But anyway, thanks very much, Pablo Cruz. A great A League update there. Coming up, it's a special soft sombrero moment with new socceroo Sasha Oganowski. Stay with us. Across Australia, this is the 4 Diegos. You're with Carlos, Rodrigo, Pablo and Warren on the Four Diego's across Australia. You can join us right here every Sunday night for your dose of World Footy Diego style. Coming up, Warren questions the value of kick and giggle friendlies. But first, the Diego's love a man who takes a long time to make his debut. And our guest today certainly fits that bill. Please, a big Four Diego's welcome to Australia's newest soccer Sasho Sash Sash... Welcome to the show. How are you going, guys? Uh, all the Diegos are here ready to ask you a million questions, mate. I'm Carlos Alberto Diego, and uh, at the age of 47, I'm still waiting on my first Socceroo cap. Now, at 31, you've just earned yours. I'm getting a bit impatient, mate. You got any <laughs> advice for me? Just don't give up, mate.
0: Uh, <laughs> now, Sasha, it's Rodrigo here, mate. Now, in the past uh, couple of weeks, nothing really special has happened to you, has it? You've you know, only captained your Korean team to an Asian Champions League win. You scored a goal in that game, was named man of the match and man of the series. You were selected for the Socceroos for the first time. You're on the short list for the Asian Player of the Year <laughs> Award. And in a couple of weeks, you lead your team in the World Club Championships, possibly playing Inter Milan. Pretty standard couple of weeks for you.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know every second week I'm doing that sort of stuff. So it's pretty uh, amazing, amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, couple of weeks, uh, just sort of blown away by it all.
3: Now, Sasha. Um when Asian players, when players from Korea and Japan come to Australia, we sometimes have a little bit of trouble with their names. You know, we we have trouble pronouncing their names. Now I'm just thinking that the equivalent, your name going to play in Korea. What do they call uh, you over there?
4: They just they just call me Sasha there. They they can't they can't uh, can get their their, their
3: mouth around
2: uh, Ognanovsky. <laughs> <laughs> now Sasha, um, look, the before Diego's wrapped when uh, when we found out you were getting capped, but uh, infamously uh, the former coach of the national team, Fim- Pimba Verbake, said. Uh, you weren't good enough. I don't know how your language skills are in Korean. How do you say, uh, I stuck it up you"?
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I won't be saying any of that in Korea. But uh, look, uh, obviously, all of that, he made his own decisions and he chose players that suited his sort of game style. And, and uh, you know, uh, Holger's come in and he's, and he's sort of opened his eyes and, and had a look at, you know, other players as well. So, um Look, I've got no grudges against Pim. That's, that's, that was his decision. And, you know, Holger's obviously a different coach and uh, he's seen me in a, different, in a different way.
1: You're listening to a special soft sombrero moment with Australia's newest soccer roo, Sascha Okonofsky, on the 48 goes across Australia. Sash, it's Carlos again, mate. You played alongside Lucas Neal in Australia's 3-0 loss against uh, the plucky Egyptians this week. Uh, did you think you did enough uh, for Holger to stick with you? And uh, did he say t- anything at all to you after the game?
4: Oh look! Uh, I thought my game was solid. It uh, wasn't anything spectacular. Obviously, the result um, the result wasn't the best. The whole team was a little bit flat and tired. Uh, I think you know but we we sort of only had one training session together, so you know that was that was that probably played part to the result. He just he just said to me after the game, look, uh, you know the result didn't go didn't go too well, but um you know you played you played okay and uh, and he's uh, I'll be keeping an eye out on you for the for the Asian Cup.
0: Were you aware that when uh, Holger Rosick, uh the Socceroos coach, uh, selected you, he said that you'd be handy for the team because you would scare the living daylights out of the <laughs> opposition? Does frightening the opposition sit well with you?
4: Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, obviously, playing <laughs> it. Playing that sort of role, you know, the the, the, the you get you get the, the sort of centre halves that are elegant and like to dribble out of the fence and you know do all that sort of stuff. I'm sort of a little bit a little bit different in the in the sense where I like to uh, you know sort of really get into their get in their face and and make sure that they know that I'm there.
3: Now, Sash, so since you've gone to Korea, there's been fame, there's fortune, there's awards, there's that fluorescent yellow strip that you have to wear away for your club team, <laughs> but there must be one thing that you miss about. Australian football or Australia itself, what is that?
4: Oh, there is, uh, you know, uh, I, guess, I guess a good coffee. <laughs> a good coffee uh, is, is, is really hard to get in Korea. Uh, I really don't rate commercial coffee, or Starbucks and all that sort of
0: stuff. Well, we've talked about your uh, Korean experience. What was it like playing with the Socceroos?
4: Oh, it was brilliant. Um, you know, coming into camp, uh, meeting all the boys. You know, all the boys sort of knew, knew that I'd won, uh, you know, the Asian Champions League final uh, you know, they all come up to me and congratulated me and, and made me feel welcome straight away. Um yeah, and then to, to finally pull on the on the Aussie the top is uh, just uh, unbelievable.
1: Look, uh, it's been a fantastic career for you so far and you've done it so well this season mate. Congratulations on the Socceroo uh, you know, the cap and also uh, the World Club Championships coming up very soon. Uh, thanks for joining us on the 4 Diego's today.
4: Thanks guys, appreciate it.
1: That was a special soft sombrero moment with Australia's newest Socceroo, Sasha Ogonoski. Next up Warren wants kicking giggle friendlies outlawed. This is the 4 Diego's across Australia. Triple M Warren, you're declaring that international friendlies are a waste of time.
3: Not even worthy of kissing your sister, Carlos. A complete waste of time, energy, funds, resources, manpower, you name it. They're just not worth playing.
1: Your comments are going to lead to a generation of our little Aussie kiddies locking themselves in their rooms, playing Grand Theft Auto and becoming fat little (laughs) kiddies. Uh, not dreaming of wearing wearing the green and gold and uh, pulling over that green and gold over their fat little uh, plump bodies. The international friendly is only
3: worthy of a new Xbox game, Carlos. That's where it should stay.
2: Warren, I'd really like to see you uh, tell Sasha
3: Ogonovsky that that shirt is worthless. Over the phone, he doesn't
1: scare me, (laughs) Papai. His
0: attitude's got nothing to do with the fact that Steve Gerrard did his hamstring at the weekend against
1: France. Exactly right. Those international friendlies are a great chance to exchange uh, tanking for votes too, by the way. Absolute
3: true form of
1: national sides, aren't they, when Portugal beat Spain 4-0? You're a fool, Warren. Next up, Rodrigo dismembers Australia's performance against Egypt this week. Stay with us. This is the Fort Diego's Across Australia. Triple M. Welcome back. This is the Fort Diego's Across Australia with Carlos, Rodrigo, Pablo and Warren. Rodrigo, the Socceroos went down to the Pharaohs this week. They certainly did,
0: and uh, they lost 3-0. They looked lethargic to me. It didn't look like the boys wanted to come play, Carlos.
1: Really? There was enough come-play scarves in the uh, crowd there, uh, Rodrigo. Look, you know, I know you take... these international friendlies to heart. I do. I love them. Yeah, I know you love them. I know Warren hates them. But for me, it was a great opportunity to catch up with the the guy who's got to give us the vote for the uh, World Cup bid. You've got to look at the bigger picture here. I know you're naive. You're a good guy. That's cynical, Carlos.
0: I'm not happy. It's the rulers of ancient Egypt versus the amalgam of the words soccer and kangaroos.
3: That's what it was about to me. (laughs) If you want to get a vote, Carlos, just pick up the phone and talk to the guy. You don't have to go and play a game there. Look, completely meaningless. I feel sorry for the likes of Sasha Ogonowski, who's actually got to play in these games, because a career could go or rise on the fact that he's got to have one training session with guys he doesn't know in a place he's never been to. A waste of time.
1: Warren, you've got to move out of your suburb. You've actually got to move out of your suburb, your leafy little suburb, and, uh, and get out into the world and know how world footy, the murky world, works. And we need to get over there, not for the game on the field. It's a good, good opportunity to go and win a lot of support over there for the World Cup bid, and I'm sure Frank Lowy did.
2: You should be listening to George from Parramatta, uh, Warren, who sent us an email saying that uh, he got up early to watch that game, a little disappointed because he saw the same old faces. So it's a great opportunity for guys like uh, Nathan Burns, Dario Vidisic, Matthew Spiranovic to get a bit of a kick around. It would be if they played,
3: of course. That would be a very good point. But, uh, look, I think we have to put it in context. Egypt are the African nation champions for the last couple of times. Very hard to beat in their own dung heap. So forget the performance and just move on to the Asian Cup. That's what I want to see. It was a loss we needed to have,
1: Rodrigo. It wasn't
0: wasn't a good look for the Asian Cup, you've got to say. But, uh, yes, Carlos, to me, it was a must-play game. (laughs) Nothing to do with uh, come play and winning votes. It was all about representing your country.
1: Apparently... uh, Frank uh, sailed his yacht and he had a bit of a party on uh, just through the whole week there and a lot of FIFA execs loved every moment I'm of
0: it. I'm very comfortable with backroom deals, Carlos. Yeah. No, I might be naive, but in this case, it's it's all about the football.
1: Well... Uh, I believe it's about the World Cup mid. Coming up in a couple of weeks' time, we'll have the decision about whether we get the 2022 World Cup. Thanks very much, Warren. Thanks, Pablo Cruz. Thanks, Rodrigo. I'm Carlos Alberto. Remember, for your dose of world footy, tune into the 40 Diegos right here every week. If you want to get in contact with the Diegos, it is uh, diegos at com. That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S dot com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash and you can check out our podcast at com. So remember, Rodrigo, wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out, We'll, we'll be there. there.
2: Wherever you samba, rumba, and labumba we'll, we'll be, be there. Where there's girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we'll, we'll be, be there.
1: Wherever gringos play football, we'll, we'll be, be there. We are the Diego's. Olé.
0: Arriba. Triple M.